16 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening, uh, we are joined by a curator. Uh, and uh, I find this interesting, you know, a retired copywriter. Uh, she's also a poet, a photographer, a podcaster, and educational art program designer. Pumi Maisa is the curator of Bati Nabafazi, which is uh, out at Gallery for None until the 8th of October. And she joins us uh, this evening for our Culture Talk segment, Pumi. Good evening and welcome. Good evening, Ayavanga. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming through. Change of season, but uh, yeah, we uh, move on nonetheless. You've got a fascinating exhibition showcase that you've got here, including the work of Ayanda Pasha, Kaumesh, Akudzwe Chiwa, Lesejo Banteng, Moipane Tale, Tiseto Molobi, and Zanandem Keteni. You brought them together? bringing together painting, sculptures, video, mixed media, multimedia work, the motivations and the genesis of this project. Uh, where did it come from, Pum? Um, uh, yeah, thank you for that question. So, we um, Bonitali didn't end up exhibiting, there's, so there's Upila Healy. Sure, um, sure. And the motivation behind Ibatini Abafazi. So, Ibatini Abafazi was a part of a bigger installation. So on the 28th of August, when the exhibition opened, I had something called Ode to the Woman. So we had been coming from August, which was Women's Month. And for me, my curiosity was just about how are we going to honor women in a way that doesn't feel gimmicky, Mm. but that's really real um, and has a real impact. And so I curated an, uh, an installation called Ode to the Woman, and it was a market, and all the entrepreneurs in the market were women. And then we also had a party, and all the DJs at the party were women. And then there was also the exhibition, and the exhibition was titled Batini Abafazi. Okay. And so with this exhibition, I think, I think of myself as a world maker. And a world maker is someone that doesn't complain about the world that we live in, but creates a world that they want to live in. And mm. the world that I want to live in is a world where we're asking that question. Um, and from with this exhibition, it was from an artistic perspective. So if we're going to put women center stage and not ask them what they're tired of, what they don't want to see in the world, and actually give them an opportunity to give us their voices and tell us, you know, um, we have opportunities right now where we can um, express ourselves creatively, intellectually, um, and in ways that are far-reaching. And from, I just wanted to know from an art perspective, um, if you bring a series of artists together who I think I, I respect, um, and I love the mediums that they express themselves into. Um, I was very curious about what the body of work would look like. Um, and it's been amazing. Um, it's been absolutely beautiful. The answers really shocked me. And um, I also asked the women to kind of excavate what they think the women that came before them are saying through them. Hmm. Now, I mean, I like that intergenerational connection that you're making there. Because yeah. the successive waves of generational struggle... Uh, that have been led, that have been anchored, sustained and held by women. Um, and to have that sort of story, uh, you know, captured in the art uh, is certainly a way, I guess, to, to keep it for posterity, but to also bring it to a new generation. Talk, talk to me about, I guess, some of the conversations that have been emerging and that have been triggered by some of the uh, works that we've seen and uh, more importantly, how they help us think a bit differently about that intergenerational relay, if I can call it that. 
Um, yeah, so thank you for that question. I think the thing that I've really loved about this exhibition is that it's brought us to a place where we really understand the fact that just because the women that we came from didn't have the opportunities that we have doesn't mean that they weren't expressing themselves, right? Mm. Um, so, for example, Ulisse Khobansing uses clay to create beautiful sculptures. But then she also reflected on the fact that if you think about... Um, so she's also... Um, she also works in architecture, and part of her research is in that. So she was just talking about how, for example, if we're going to look at Esther Masango and her practice, right, um, it's rooted in Debele culture. And if you think about mm. where that comes from, um, if a Debele bride is going to go into her home, then she's given a clean slate, like a home, and then she has to kind of paint it to say who she is before she goes into the home. So women have been creating. If you think about Helen Sibidi, um, if you think about just a lot of women before this time, I think it was maybe never for the kind of consumption, consumption that we have now, um, but they were always creating, they were always making art. If you think about, I think Lesekho and I also reflected, if you can think about just those plastic mats that Abu Gokobetu used to make mm. um, and put at the door, that itself was art, you know what I mean? Sure, um, sure. And so it's been, I think, just reflecting, looking back at some of the ways that our ancestors were really creative and even though their ways of um, expressing that creativity was limited, but they were really go- like they were really still doing it. So I think we've been giving homage to that, um, and that's been amazing to kind of look back and be like, oh, we didn't look at that or rather see it or perceive it as art, but that was art. And a lot of what we're creating now um, comes from the archives comes from what our, our, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers were doing. If you think about knitting, like just a lot, like a lot of what they did was really artistic. So I think mm-hmm. it's been great to kind of um, not look at their struggle, but also look at the things that they created sure, with, their, sure. with their hands and in their world. So for me, that's been amazing. And then also just using materials from the domestic space. So a lot of the women, so for example, Ayanda Pasha's work, you'll see it's skirbot that's just, you know, going around her neck, right? Mm. And if you think about it, skirbot, that, that's something that's used in a kitchen um, to wash, you know, like dishes and pots. But then she was using this thing and reflecting on if women don't take care of themselves, just like it's skirbot, you make things outside shine, but then you deteriorate. So they're kind, kind of inviting us to be like, we can take on what our ancestors have left for us, mm. but how are we going to, as the women of this time, take care of ourselves and really, um, I think, restore our sight of the sure, world sure. and of ourselves, just the way that we look at ourselves and how we can both, you know, be who we are in the world, mm. but know how to self-preserve yeah. and live in the fullest expressions of who we are. Awesome stuff. Mpumi, hold the line there for me for a second. Uh, We're going to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want us to uh, talk just uh, briefly, I guess, about, um, you know, uh, how this uh, work really, in many ways, I guess, you know, falls into the same line and tradition of uh, other work that you've done uh, in the many other mediums that uh, you use to express yourself. And we'll continue with that after this. Okay, cool. Jet Club strives to give you more with amazing monthly benefits like educational assistance, 24-hour personal health advice and medical assistance, monthly lifestyle and rewards vouchers, which include grocery, spa treatments, local travel, fast foods and jet fashion vouchers, plus so much more. All of this just for 46 Rand a month and you can sign up in a jet store today and save 350 Rand off of your spend from the 30th of September through to the 3rd of October. 
with the Jet Club exclusive campaign. Don't miss out on amazing deals for the whole family from the 30th of September through to the 3rd of October only. Jet Club loves family. Well, yeah, we are in our culture talk there. So, yeah, I'm not necessarily under the microscope. But uh, that being said, Bumi Maisa is my guest uh, for our culture talk uh, this evening. And uh, she's the curator of uh, the uh, exhibition showcase, Batina Bafazi, which is out at Gallery for None all the way through until the 8th of October. And Bumi, we've spoken quite a bit about, I guess, the uh, showcase uh, that's currently on. And uh, we definitely encourage many of our listeners uh, to uh, go out and give that a look just from the descriptions that you've given. Us. But talk to us about some of your other work, um, which uh, of course is expressed in other mediums, uh, be it through you know your photographic work, uh, your poetry work, uh, which uh, has also been published, I guess you know, in an anthology uh, by the EU. And uh, we also understand you're working on your debut uh, poetry collection as well. Um, yes, so uh, I am, when, I, when I'm when i not curating, I, I do write beautiful poetry and I am working on my debut poetry collection. But um, apart from that, I actually have a brand called Among the Lilies. Okay. And with Among the Lilies, I, I create events um, that really um, give artists a platform, so other artists a platform. So, for example, I have book socials, um, and with book socials, those are about authors. So I have authors in a room with um, with our guests, and then they read to, to the people in the room. And then after that, um, our guests are able to ask questions and buy the books. And then after that, we have an open mic where people that write poetry are able to express themselves. And then I also have something called, um, or rather an event called the Open Mic Experiment, which is more for, for musicians and storytellers. So I really am trying to bring back the art of storytelling into the performative space. So having someone either stand on stage um, or sit in a chair and really transport us through story, um, because I think we do come from a long line of storytellers. Now as a child, I think um, you can just think about how many stories you were transported mm. through. So I create platforms where, um, you know, storytellers can actually just transport a crowd um, and, yeah, take them wherever. So people can watch that on YouTube. So the Open Mic Experiment is available on YouTube. So we document those experiences. Um, and then I also um, I have a retreat actually coming up in Mahalisburg, okay. which is called The Art of Being. And what I'm going to be doing there is actually, again, world making. So I'm going to be creating a kind of Eden. I have on the way people or rather the women that were curating their experience for their only responsibility while they're there is not to talk about their pain as women or trauma or anything like that, but it's to, I think it's to live like how they used to live in Eden or how mm. our ancestors used to live before we were bombarded, um, you know, by the people that bombarded us. But just being one with the land, um, making things, singing under the stars, storytelling. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, just being. Um, you know. Mm. Um, so I'm curating a retreat. There are only two tickets left. So people can go to amang.thelilies and then they can buy a ticket because the tickets are almost done. So, yeah. So when I'm not writing poetry or curating, I'm really making, either making events um, that really enrich the creative community or, like I said, launching, the, I'm, I'm launching this first retreat, but I'm going to have more next year as well wow. where I create worlds where we can really live 
in a way we are where we are nourished and one with the land and really just that peace and happy and fulfilled. Yeah. So I certainly to our listeners the message is clear. There's just only two spaces left for among the lilies. Go check that out. But um, Bumi, uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Would have loved. Uh, to continue and uh, talk a bit more about some of uh, the other things that you're involved in, including art education. But uh, we'll have to leave it there for this evening. All of the best with Batina uh, Bafazi and, uh, of course, Among the Lilies as well. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. Okay, thank you so much. Can I just say that we'll be having a luncheon on the 9th with the artists. Okay. Um, so people can come to Gallery for None um, and have lunch with us. There'll be curated conversations and we'll be unpacking this with the artists awesome. um, that, are, that are exhibiting with this exhibition. But awesome yeah, stuff. thank you for having me. Awesome stuff. If we can't, so yeah, please guys, go, go out and uh, check out all of those spaces. And Bumi, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. That there was uh, Mpumi speaking to us uh, this evening. She is uh, the uh, curator there, Mpumi Maisa, of Batina Bafaz at Gallery for None. Go check that out. And it's running until the 8th of October. And uh, yeah, that luncheon coming up as well. 9 p.m. is the time. We're going to have to leave it here, folks. Big thank you to uh, DJ Jaws, not Chola, for putting together this great product. And yeah, till we meet again on Monday, have yourself a great weekend. Take strength, my Africa. Nangoku, sisaibanga, le economy.